Alright, well, another podcast, or what the hell is he talking about podcast. My name is Dorian Brown, but you probably know that, because I only got like five people listening to this, so it is what it is, but I appreciate all five of you great people, and I hope that uh, when it says the amount of listens I have, it isn't counting me, because, you know, that would suck. But anyway, um... Not gonna believe this, but I just left the gym. To me, this is the best time. Well, for me, this is the best time to talk out loud. Cause you feel some kind of way when you leave the gym. You feel accomplished most of the time. Sometimes you feel like a uh incomplete. <laughs> fat boy but most of the time you feel pretty accomplished and you got a little caffeine still in your system and it's just a good time to if you're thinking of anything it's a good time to talk and for me um I need to get this off my chest because it's a pretty good story. But it's a it's a lesson in it for me or just a uh, a milestone for me almost. Uh, yesterday, I took my spike, not just, not just my son, I took all three of my kids to get vaccinated and look I know folks got their feelings on the vaccine and whatever. I don't really care, you know? I mean, you might think I'm weird for it, and I think you're weird for what you think, and we could just be two weird some bitches being weird together. And as far as I'm concerned, that's really all I want to say on that, because I can say a whole lot more stuff. And, it, and it's at the end of the day, if I was to say all of that stuff, I don't even really give a shit that much to have said all of that stuff. So why be passionate just to yell at the clouds? But anyway, took my kids to get that vaccine. And I have two girls and one boy. And first two that stepped up to the plate to get the shot, you know, because you, you do the whole nine when you're driving there. It's like, all right, man, we got to go there. And uh, when we leave, we'll get some food. What you want to eat? You know, and the oldest is like, oh, I want Chick-fil-A. And then the other two, which are twins, by the way, they say, well, I want Domino's pizza. So I'm like, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it. And I'm like, I'll get ice cream, too. Because, look, I know I'm in for a hassle. We all, as parents and as people, whether you're a parent or not, we go into everything with some sort of uh, optimism. We, we, We want this to go as smooth as we can, and we try so hard to block out that pessimism. And we call it pessimism, but really, let's call it reality. You know it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. You gotta get a hole put in your damn arm might be a tiny hole but it's a hole and and we've had to get them since we were kids and we know it sucked every damn time had to get a flu shot 
two weeks, two, three weeks ago, man. And I'm like, I, I only got it because I was at the doctor for something else. I can't even remember what it was, but I know I was hurting. So I was like, well, hell, just go ahead and, oh yeah, I had uh, tonsillitis. And I, I, you know, I can barely swallow. I can barely, I'm having a hard time breathing. They're like, you want to get that flu shot while you're here? I'm like, hell, what's one more pain? But, you know, you don't look forward to it. it. It's not a fun thing. And I'm a big ass dude. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm kicking 300. I'm losing some weight though. I'm feeling good. You know? And anyway, but I'm still a person that does not like needles, contrary to popular belief. And, um, well, I don't even know if that's popular belief, but whatever. Um, I don't like needles. Nobody likes needles. So the thought process of a of a of two seven year olds basically they they turn seven in what's today the eleventh they turn seven in four days. So two seven year olds and an eleven year old, you know, they're thinking. All right, hold on. That and I'm mobile. I'm mobile podcasting. Okay. So I'm gonna do a sidebar because this is my this is my show. I'm going into this parking lot of Schnucks supermarket in case somebody from Zimbabwe is listening. And I'm going to this supermarket, and you know how you get to the stop sign, and the other person's at the stop sign, and I'm a person that says, "Well, you're going, you're stopping first, so you get the right away." The other person is obviously thinking the same thing. So we're both sitting here. We're going out, we're tapping the brake, getting off the brake. Tapping the brake, getting off the brake. We're trying to figure out who's going to go. Eventually, the person, the other person goes. And the whole time, he's like mad dogging me. It's like, bitch, I'm trying to be nice. Like, you being nice, I'm being nice. Why are you looking at me all mean? Did we crash? Did we die? Did we get hurt? So why we got to get into a mini road rage? You know what I mean? Like, like, what do you want from this, dude? You want to say, you want to go home and tell your wife, oh, this guy just beat the shit out of me because, I, you know, I had the mad dog. He looked like an old dude. So, man, what I look like kicking an old man in the nuts on a Sunday morning? I don't want to do that. Anyway, I digress. Back to my story. Getting shot, suck ass. So, for little kids, you want to sweeten it. You want to sweeten it. You're like, hey, you, you know, let's get the food. You no, know, we got that. We got the food order set up. We go to the place. We get to the place. We do, you know, they're like, I'm scared. And I'm, you know, you're doing the whole thing. It's okay to be scared. And it is. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be nervous. That's what, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You can be, you know, it's all right. And, and we're doing this and the oldest and the middle and, they're, they're ready. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, Dad. I'm going to do this. You know, it's, it's good. The youngest is my son. Youngest by one minute. He was the twin that was born second. 12.43 in the morning. But he's like, I'm not getting this shot. And in my mind, you know, I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go again. You know, hitting that, hitting that note, you know, because I know he hates shots. This dude, we, we talking, you know, you go and get, you have your kids, 
for those that don't have kids, when you have your kids, if you're somebody that gets your kids vaccinated, very early, they get shots. You know, it's like, hey, welcome to the world. You've been here a little minute. Let's shoot you up with some drugs. So they go, they get like four shots and two in each leg. And they do it all quick and stuff, but it's a traumatic and sucky-ass experience for the kid and for the parent. And when my son got his first shots, okay, he's sitting in his office, he gets these shots, dude, you know, does the crying thing. That's what all babies do, obviously. That's how they communicate. He cries, and then he just stops. And dude just turned and looked out the window of the room or the medical room and he just looked out the window like these people did this to me I don't even want to look at y'all and I mean he's a baby he ain't you know he's not walking stage crawling stage he's baby 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 and he already has it in his mind y'all did this to me I'm going to look out this window. I ain't going to give you any satisfaction. I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to cry to you. I'm just going to let you. So I'm still new to this podcasting game. So basically, in a story about my kids, one of my kids called me. So thing cuts off. So hopefully I can make this work like I just had a commercial break or something. I don't have any sponsors but let's act like it was a commercial break it was a pause for the cause I'm back to my story. I don't even know where the last part of it left off I know I was talking about my son getting his shots as a baby and he was basically like F y'all, y'all put me in to this situation y'all can't even look me in my face no more y'all ain't gonna get to see me I'm a little baby, yeah you gotta pick me up yeah, you got to wipe my ass. Yeah, you got to change my diaper. But I ain't going to look at y'all for at least a day. I want y'all to know that I don't appreciate this pain that y'all put me through. And I respected that. But I knew, I knew I was in for it every time I had to take this man to get this shot. Any shot for the rest of his life. I knew that this is the destiny that me and him were going to have to, you know, deal with and I've heard stories from their grandmothers apparently there was a time when you know me or their mom couldn't take them to the doctor to get shots so we leaned on the grandmas we had both of them we had double grandma power taking the kids to get the shots and basically <laughs> they ran away. They they ran away. They ran apparently from what my my um I'll say the girl twin has said my son ran all around the, the damn hospital. Now I don't know if he, he ran around the whole hospital. I wasn't there. But I can believe that the man ran around the hospital. He don't like shots, and I get it. I respect it. But it's one of the things you tell yourself as a parent. I hope, I hope it changes. Well, that takes us to yesterday. We go to this spot. We in the place. 
we get them registered. You know, it's a little trepidation between the children, amongst the children. There's a lot of children in there. So every time a kid gets a little, a little, um, you know, they get a little tough and they're like, I'm going to do this. Here comes a kid and they're like, I don't want to do it. And then they see that and they're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. You know, and so as a parent, you're literally tug of warring with your kids with other kids and you'll never win when you're facing off against other kids because and I and I get it if I see like hell if I went in when I went to get my COVID shot if I would have gone in and I saw a grown-ass man my age walk out that place like bro don't go in there and get that shot my my arm is falling off I would have turned my ass around, got in the car, went home, and just lied. I would have told everybody, man, I got that shot, bro. It wasn't nothing, bro. It was good. It was good. It was all right. I would have done that. I have no shame in telling you that. I would have done that. So I get it. But once the shock wears off, I tell my kids, you know, it's good. It's okay to be nervous. It's fine. We just, you know, sometimes we got to do stuff we we're scared of, you know, we got to show it that we're tough, you know, you do the whole thing, because every kid wants to be a superhero, you tell them, this is how you, this is bravery, you know, you do stuff you're scared to do, so they already get in the room, big ass room with people just getting stabbed, they take it in, I see it in their face, now the oldest is like, I'm a little scared, I'm I mean, I'm going to do it, but I'm a little scared. I'm like, all right, she got it. We got, we, we're good. We're good. We got the oldest. We got the oldest they'll follow, you know? So she steps up to the plate first. Line moves quick when you're scared. So she's there. They roll her sleeves up. She gets the shot. Bam. She's good. I'm like, how you feeling? Oh, it was good. It was fine. Good, good. I'm like, all right, cool. First twin steps up girl twin steps up gets a little scared you know when that sleeve goes up it gets scary because now every movement every sudden movement is like I'm about to get stabbed she goes through it she kind of pulls away we start talking her into it it's okay look I did it you know bam she gets the shot don't even cry don't do nothing it's like wow she did it yes Two out of three, baby. If we get two out of three, he gonna do it. Because now he saw them do it. We good, baby. We good. He asked the lady, what happens to the needle? And she's showing him. And she's like, well, see, the needle goes, because this is this was pretty cool syringe. You give the shot, and when you give the shot, the actual stabby part of the needle goes within the syringe it goes in so no one can get stuck well he takes this and i didn't figure this out till later he takes this as the the damn stabby part goes in your arm because he said it like it goes in your arm and i'm thinking you know he means it's sticking for i want to lie to him and tell him no you don't get stuck with it you do get stuck with but in his mind he thinks the whole damn syringe the whole pointy part of the syringe is gonna go in his arm and stay there so he's i'm not getting the shot i'm not getting the shot 
he backs up. He stiffened. He stiffened up. I'm like, oh shit. When you when a kid stiffens up, man, it is like I know I'm in for a battle. I know it's a battle. I know we are not about to have a good time. And it's gonna take some time to unstiffen this young man's body. So I'm I'm like, I'm like, it's alright, man. Look, they got it, you know, they good, you know. They good, you, you know, they good, they good. Look at them. And they, you know, the other two are like, his name is Logan. Hey, Logan, Logan, look, I'm okay. Look at me. They're trying. And I'm trying. And I'm like, look, you can we can hold your hand, bro. We can hug you. All this stuff. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. He starts going over all this stuff. Mom said I could do it when I'm older. And <laughs> keep in mind, this is like all the way back, you know, when kids couldn't get it. So like when you get older, you because they used to, they wanted it before because they heard all about it at school. I want the COVID shot, you know. So we, we tell them, well, when you get older, you know, if it's still going on, you know, then you can get it just to get them to shut the hell up about it. That's what you do as a parent. You tell your kids to shut, you tell your, you tell your kids stuff so they can shut the hell up. Because if you don't, they're going to try to get it. They don't give a damn. If they want it, they want it. They don't, it don't matter if it's a stab to get it. They just want it. So you got to tell them, okay, you can get it at a certain point so they can shut the hell up. So he gets the stiff studs, as my mama calls it, and we're trying, and we're just trying trying and the lady's like trying to talk him into it and I don't want to do it so eventually I just give up they got it the girls got to sit down for 15 minutes they have you know they have you sit down to make sure you don't turn into a zombie or you know start spewing your guts you know when you get the shot when they shoot the uh the 5g satellites into your arms and you know, so we do that. So I figure in this 15-minute period, I'm going to keep working on getting it. You know, we got to get it done. We got to get it done, man. We got to get it done. Because now it becomes, I don't want him to give in to fear. And that's what you feel like as a parent, because I can tell you, I've given in to fear. And the lesson that starts to, to, to open up is, is a lesson every parent is faced with. You want your kids to do the things, not that, not just that you've done and felt accomplished doing, but do the things that you didn't do and you felt, you know, ashamed of in a way. Like, I've let fear stop me from doing many a thing in my life. So I don't want, you want to tell yourself, I want my kids to go through that. Because the shit sucks. When you look back on your life and you got to regret because you didn't take the shot, it, it's a it's a crappy feeling. So you project that on your kids, cause that's what we do. Your parents ain't nothing but a projector. You know, it, it's what it, it, cause that's all you know. All you know is what you were shown, and you can try to go off of what you read, but you most of the time you're gonna go back to nature, and nature is what your parents. Or your whoever your parent, whether they your your blood parents or your adopted or whatever, the people that raised you, you're gonna look at how they raised you and you're gonna tap into that Rolodex and go there. 
So, I try. And I try. I would tell them, look, man, you gotta, you know, you can't let this fear, you can't, you gotta beat this fear, man. And eventually I come to an angle where I'm like, you know, you gotta tell this fear, you gotta show this fear that this fear isn't gonna beat you. You gotta beat this fear up. You gotta beat this fear. You know, you gotta beat down this fear, man. You're strong and you're brave. Your sisters, they're strong and brave. Look at them. They did it. You wanna do it too, son. And and I see a little little light shine in his eyes. A little bit. He try, you know, kids like to play it up a little bit too. Or a lot bit. He had been crying. Now I see the tears kind of go away. I look at his face. And, and and he kind of got a little spark, and I'm like, okay, that might have sparked him. And I'm like, I talk to him, and he don't say much. And I'm like, all right, baby, let's go up there and get it, because it's clearing out. You know, so I'm like, let's get it, son, let's go. And he's like, no, I don't want to go. And I'm like, shit, I did five minutes of the best, at least five minutes of the best pep talk I could pull out my ass. The best pep talk. I thought I was Vince Lombardi. I thought... I was uh, cussed the motto. If you don't know who that is, that's Mike Tyson's trainer. I thought I was, you know what I mean? I, I thought I was the best of the best. I thought I could motivate men to run through walls with this speech that I gave my son. I'm ready. He ready to go. He ready to beat some ass. And nope, he didn't want to do nothing. So I'm like, okay. All right. Let's just go then. So we go. And we're in the hallway. And he's still, and I'm just walking. I'm like, this is some bulls. And I'm walking, and, and I say, you know what? I'm calling his mama. Call his mama. He talks to his mama. She tries to give him the medical end of it because she's in the medical world. And tells him, well, if you don't do it, we, we got to go back next weekend. We're going to do it, you know. Either way, we got to do it. So I'm like, okay. I heard that. So I still didn't want to do it. But I'm like, I'm taking this angle. And I'm going to say, look, man, you, you can do it now or you can not do it and worry about it all week. And he's like, I, I'll do it next week. And now he got that open. I, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. And I'm like, shit. So, you know, we still going. And then I all of a sudden I think about the thing because he asked him a question and he's like, bringing up this thing going in his arm man and i'm like oh the, the whole thing doesn't go in your arm see ask your sister so i asked i asked her he's like you know i asked the oldest i say is is it anything in your arm is the arm hurting and they're like no and they're raising their arms up they lying they ass off because that covid shot hurt like a bitch but but they you know they 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 want to get him going too so they raise the arms up oh, i'm good it doesn't hurt i asked the I ask the next child, I say, is your arm hurt? Is there anything in your arm? And she's like, no. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, like, like I don't know what happened, man. Like, I don't know if my speech what, what or just, just hit his soul all of a sudden. But all of a sudden, I see this little dude just walking past me, like, tough walking. And we heading back towards the vaccination area. And I'm like, oh, shit, we about to do this. And we walk in, and, and, and he's like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, oh, damn. This, I'm so proud right now. You know, we walk in, like, And he's so tough with it that I got like, I'm damn near crying. 
I'm like, this little dude, after 30 minutes, just said, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going in here and do it. He didn't say that. I'm glad he didn't say that, because then I would have been like, what do I do? He cussing. I can't let you cuss, because then you can't just cuss like that. But but fuck it, let's do it, you know? Yeah, so we go in, and we're walking, and we get in there, and he pulls his arm up, and I'm like, you going to do it? I'm going to do it. Yeah, and I'm, I even asked him, I said, you want me to play some theme music for you? And he's like, no, no, don't play me no theme music. I'm like, okay, good, good, good. Because I didn't have nothing queued up, and all my songs got cussing in it, and I don't want to upset these people. So we walking in here, he is ready. We go back, we get in the line, the lady's like, can I help you? I'm like, we're going to go back in. And we go in, and she's like, oh, he going in. You know, he everybody getting hyped because we saw him leave. You know, he was crying when we left. So everybody's hyped for him. He walks in. We get to the chair. The lady's like, all right, we're going to number three. Number three was where we were before. All of a sudden, the lady at number two is like, we can take you. And I'm trying the nicest way to not tell this lady, lady, get the hell out the way. He wants to go back to the lady that was there before. And we do that. I push out the way. I didn't really push out the way. But I kicked out the way. And I said, we going to number three. So we get to number three. We get in the chair. I'm, we're ready. He's like, I'm going to do it. And we're all around him. And we hyping him up. And we're like, we'll hug you, bro. We'll hold your hand. We'll do whatever. We sit in the chair, and, and he starts to get scared. And I'm like, oh, shit. I can feel it on my I ain't say it, but I'm in my mind. I'm like, here we go. He's back in, and he's, he's in the foxhole, and he's freaking out. So he's freaking out, and I'm like, you want to stand up? You know, I'm like down on one knee now. I'm like, you want to you stand up? And he's like, can I hug you? Bruh. You got to understand, I'm already touched because I just watched this fire in my son. We all want our sons to, when you're a dad for sure, you just want your son to have this fire. You want your son to be this bad mother, you know what I mean? Just a bad mother. And, and, and he had that. So my adrenaline's up and I'm damn near crying already because he's showing all his bravery. And then he hits me with that. Like, can I hug you, dad, while I get it? And I'm like, you damn skippy, son. You can hug me. And I just grab him and I hold him and I start to move his sleeve up. And the lady puts the alcohol swab on him. And this dude freaks the fuck out. I mean, he just, oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm like, oh, damn, man. I mean, he freaking out. I'm like, I'm going to hug you. I don't want it. I hold your hand. I don't want it. So now I'm faced with the mindset, with the thing of like, I'm starting to think about my father. And my father would have sat my ass there hollering and screaming. He would have held me down like freaking uh, damn Tuskegee experiment. He would have held me down and these some bitches would have shot me up with whatever they need to shoot me up with while I'm hollering and screaming. That's just what it would have done. I mean, that's what he would have done. My dad was old school. That's that's just what he would have done. And I'm trying not to tap into that part of me that was raised that way. 
But I'm starting to tap into it because now we've been here like an extra hour and I'm like, you got to sit your ass. You're going to sit here. You know, you do the whole, you got to sit here, son. You're going to sit here. And this dude pulls away so hard, I fall on the ground. I'm on the ground. I'm like, this is my life right now. This dude did knock me down on the ground. I'm looking around. I'm like, screw it. Let's just go. <laughs> I mean, once you hit the ground, it's just over. It's like, this is, there ain't nothing to fight for it no more. Let, let's just go. This dude, this little man is so scared that he knocked my big ass over. Let's just go. So I, I'm just, we walking. All right, and we walking out. And I'm just so sad. To go from the highest of highs to the biggest heartbreak, it's like shooting the final shot in the game, knowing it's going to go in, and it bounces off the rim, and you lose the game. And it's an interesting thing. You don't know how you want to approach this. Because it's that party, and everybody likes it. It's toxic masculinity. I don't give a fuck what you call it. It's that part of you as a man that wants your son to understand that you can't be scared. We can all be scared. No shit. You know, we can all be scared. But it's that part of you that just. It's like you want them to, you want him to own that moment. And he was disappointed. He was, he was sad. Ironically, he looked out the window the entire time we drove home. Much like when he got those first shots. And I don't, I didn't know, like I didn't want to tell him. I made sure to tell him that I'm not mad at you for being scared. I don't, I just don't want you to go through life thinking that fear means that you won't do it. I want you to not be afraid to the point in which you don't achieve the things, the challenges, you don't overcome the challenges in front of you. So I'm not, I wanted to know I wasn't mad at you. But I was—I didn't tell him, but I was disappointed. I didn't need to tell him because, hell, you can see it. It was frustrating. And you try not to be the toxic dad that's now like, now I'm going to make you, I mean, this would be really fucked up. I didn't do this. I'm, you know, it's like the whole, you watch the old like movies back in the day, well, in the 90s. When the dad is like, the son can't catch a ball, so he's just throwing the ball at him as hard as he can, like he's fucking Joe Montana, just catch the ball, catch the ball, you, you, you chump. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that, but you want to coach him up to get him right, but you gotta back off if you know that you're not in the mindset to really coach him up in an effective way it's a difference between coaching and ridicule and if I had continued to try to coach him it would have just been ridicule so the best thing I could do was let him kind of just sit in whatever he was sitting in 
sometimes it's like some of my biggest lessons in regards to regret and disappointment was to have to sit in my disappointment for a while and I kind of came up with how I coped with it and I can't tell you if that was the right way maybe I needed my dad to say something in that moment my dad said plenty trust me my dad always said plenty (laughs) but in the end I had to sit in whatever I was feeling and I had to get out of it what I had to get out of it and I needed I, I wanted him to have it so whether it's right or wrong that's what I know and again I'm no doctor I'm no psychiatrist I'm just a guy with some Project Rock headphones and an Anchor Radio app on my phone. So I can only tell you about my life. This is my therapy. And and I don't know what you can get from it, if anything, other than a story. It's a hell of a story. But I feel like everybody's obviously had points of regret and disappointment. And if you've had kids... You have those moments where you feel like this is me being a parent. This is me being a dad. You're always a parent if if you're being a parent. If you're there for your kids. If you're doing your thing. But it's different when those milestones hit. And I feel like this was a milestone as a parent where I can take something and learn from it and it's always a time when your kid is going to take something and learn something from it and I think he learned a little bit about regret he learned a little bit about the disappointment you not only somebody else may project in you not doing something but the disappointment I think he felt in himself he wanted to do it ain't no doubt in my mind if he if he could have done it he would have done it but that fear is a mofo man I'm scared to death the heights and I had to walk my ass across the skywalk of the Grand Canyon and it took a whole lot of hesitation and a whole lot of nope to get to the point where I finally did and I'd like to think that maybe at some point had we stayed there long enough his nope would have turned into screw it let's do it but I don't know and maybe at the next time he's faced with the challenging and fearful situation Maybe he'll look back on this one and say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. That's all you can hope for. Um, But yeah, that was my story of my kid getting vaccinated. And hopefully the first part of it works well because it's split up. If not, you'll just get the end part of a story. (laughs) and be wondering like is he gonna post the other part either way hope you enjoyed it 
And I will absolutely do another one of these because I enjoy the hell out of this. And hopefully this has better sound than the last one. I'm trying to figure that out. But it ain't like I'm going to go out and get a bunch of sound equipment because I got bills. I got bills. And this phone that I'm talking on right now is one of them bills. So it's going to be a microphone. It's going to do it's going to do plenty of jobs. It's going to have to do the job. But I will talk to y'all again soon. All five of y'all. Maybe my goal is to get and I and I've only put it on Facebook. I think I'll put it on Instagram. It, it's intimidating to put yourself out there, which goes with this story. It's intimidating. I'm just a guy, dude. I ain't got nothing to I ain't got nothing to give you. I'm not, you know, I, I don't have I got 37 years in the record business. I ain't, I ain't, look, I ain't got that. I was a pro wrestler for a few years and I got concussions. That's what I got to give you, concussions. <laughs> concussions and some stories. So if y'all want to hear me, my nobody ass, I appreciate you and I'm going to keep them coming. I'm going to try to do it damn near every day because I got something to say damn near every day. So appreciate y'all. Talk to y'all soon. And yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm.